Welcome to the Brain Health Journey podcast with Brittany and Tish, where we talk about all things ADHD and other brain health related topics. And today we are going to talk about resilience. And you can hear Tish's dog in the background. I've, I'm sure you've heard mine before and it's it's all good. We were literally just talking about how we just don't even do any editing. We just do our episode and throw it on. And so what That's you right. hear is what you get. <laughs> exactly. What you what you hear is what you get. This is a raw unedited podcast. And so yeah, you get the yeah. you get the real deal here. <laughs> you really, really do. Um <clears throat> so on the topic of resilience, we thought this was really important to bring up because when it comes to ADHD and this community in general, I mean, we do see a lot of resilience. And I know when we look at when we look at ourselves individually, we may think, oh my gosh, I'm not resilient. Yeah. But I mean, really, it's, I think the vast majority of us are very resilient and we have had to be that way for many reasons. Yeah. No, and I agree with you so much on this. And so, you know, I've, I was going back and forth on how can we, you know, talk about this? How can we talk about this topic? Because I do see it come up a lot and different other, you know, other creators post. And I see, actually, I'm starting to see articles come out about ADHD and resiliency and, you know, how, why, why is that a, what, why is that a thing? Why is that connected to being, you know, having ADHD? And so I think, you know, it's important to start off by discussing what is resilience. And so it's short and sweet, really. It is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, it's toughness. And so when you think about the definition of that, ADHD comes to mind first thing, because we do have a lot of hurdles and struggles and difficulties that we have to overcome and think outside the box to, you know, get things done and with work or school or whatever it may be. And so the definition fits beautifully, I think, with ADHD when it comes to, you know, having to be resilient. And so um, another reason why I thought this was important to post too, is because recently I did post an infographic um, on my Instagram and it was the do's and don'ts with ADHD. And so on the do side of it, I, I put resilient on there. And so I got a lot of questions like, why, how is that related to ADHD? And I thought, you know what, this would be a good topic to, to talk about. It would be yeah. a great topic to talk to talk about. So, you know, I think people with ADHD um, are often resilient because we don't have a choice to, but to be. I'm not saying all people with ADHD, but I'm I'm saying that a lot of people with ADHD have to think outside the box. And so, I don't know if you want to add anything to that definition or kind of why we chose this topic. But I think that I think the way you summed it up, you summed it up nicely and just to the point that's what resilient like being what being resilient that's what it means in a nutshell and you know it's a great question you know how how is this connected to ADHD like how does this apply to my own life and are there any examples that I can think of for myself and while I'm sure like on an individual level it can be difficult to I guess think of yourself as being resilient I mean once we start talking about it, like as far as examples go, I think then you will be able to realize what is going on in your own life and how you have been resilient. 
Yeah. I think that if just like what you said, I think when you really start to think about it, you can think of probably a ton of things that are situations where you've had to have that toughness and you've, you've had to kind of overcome difficulties. I mean, everybody in life, regardless if you're neurotypical or neurodivergent, we all go through things and in resilience is not just connected to ADHD people. Everyone has resilience in certain different points in their life. But I do feel people with ADHD, it's, it's just a thing with them. I think that they have to have that toughness with them to overcome some of those hurdles. So I was trying to think of some good examples. I, I mean, I have a lot of different examples. I was trying to think of some good examples to, you know, share with people that are listening and to give good, to really give some good examples. And so one thing for me is I think back at school from elementary school all the way through, you know, getting my doctorate. And so I had to be resilient. I had to think outside the box. I had to, you know, really go around the world almost and triple do things in a way where it would be pretty easy for a neurotypical person to be able to do. And so coming, and I've said this in, in several different episodes, but really going from special education and was in special education for 10 years and then just deciding, Hey, I want to go to college, even though, you know, it was a, a struggle to get through special, special education if I didn't have that re resilience and really that determination to, I'm going to do this, not just for myself, but I kind of want to prove all these people and my teachers that have not really negative, but I, I didn't really had a lot of faith in me going sure. to college. I wanted to show them I can do this. I'm going to do this. I will find any way that I possibly can to get through this, whatever that may be. So however long it may take. And so it took a long time. It was a struggle. I had to have just a combination of things to, to help me through it. And, but I got through it and it was because of just being resilient. Another thing for me too, and this is an, a current situation is with work, you know, I, I really try not to show my ADHD traits. And, and of course that is, goes along with masking. And so I have to sometimes think outside the box. And I know I keep saying that word, but it's true. I have to think of different ways to do projects or tasks or whatever it may be to just be able to keep a full-time job and not get fired from that job and make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and be a good team player and all of that. And so there is a level of resilience with that too, but it outside of school and work, I mean, paying your bills and doing, you know, just living, going to the grocery store and, or, you know, whatever it may be, there's a, there's a level of resilience there too. So I don't know if you have any examples that you can share of your experience with that. I mean, I think school is a good example for me as well. And I think for a lot of a lot of people that are listening, they can probably relate to this, just going back to their own childhood. And even with me, I, I had to work so much longer than everybody else yeah. to get the grades that I, that I got. And it's not like I was top in my class or anything. I definitely wasn't, but um, I mean, to be able to, to be where I kind of wanted to be it took, I just, it, it, 
I look back and it took me so much longer to do ever like just everything. And there's one thing I'm, I'm thinking in particular from high school, there was this project we had to do it was an English class and I put so much time into it so much time and I got a B plus and that's a that's a good grade right right right. but then my best friend you know next to me barely put any work into it and she got an A and I oh. remember feeling a little anger and I I shouldn't have I, I shouldn't have it wasn't towards right. her it wasn't but I did feel a little angry and I just yeah. wanted to ask the teacher, like, well, what, what is wrong with this? Like yeah. I put so much time and thought and energy into this and what, like, what is wrong with it? Why did you give me a B plus? And then these, you know, others that barely put anything into it, they walked away with an A and it almost just, it was like a punch in the gut. And I think those are just small moments of where maybe you, do have to be a little resilient and you think, okay, well, I'm just going to keep going. Like if I want to try to do my best and even get a B plus, then I guess I'm just going to keep going and keep doing the best that I can. Yeah. And there's just little things like that. And when teach, I mean, teachers, like you said, maybe it's not even necessarily being negative, but there are small little messages that go into our heads. And if you feel like your teachers have given any kind of hint that, you know, you're just not good in math. And because you're not good in math, I just don't see how you can go to college. I just don't see how you're going to be successful. Like there are teachers that have flat out told kids, you're not going to like, you're not going to be anybody. You're not going to be anything Yeah, because you true. can't do this or that, which I think is so bizarre that a grown adult would ever tell a child or teenager that, but there's, so it's, it's a lot of that, like those moments where you feel like you just got smacked down and boggled down and you have to, to be resilient is to keep like getting back up regardless yeah. of that and to just keep on going. Absolutely. And you know what, this all for me, it, it started at a, such a young age and I think I've said this in a, again in a, a couple of different episodes is that I kept my, all of my report cards from elementary school through high school. And so sometimes in all the notes and all the things that I would get from my teachers and principals and everybody else in the school, because I was, I was just, I was just not, I did not have good behavior. And so, you know, I look back at that and I look at those notes on the back of my report card. And one, for example, says, she needs a lot of extra help. She needs a lot of extra help. And you hear that and you think that as, at starting at a young age and you're thinking, but why do I need a lot of extra help? You know, you start to think like, well, what's wrong, what's, what, what's wrong with me? Like, right. why is it, why does it have to be this way? Because I see everybody else able to get an assignment, understand what to do and they do it. And here I am. I don't understand what the heck's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it does, it starts from a really, a really young age. And I think another example, and I think maybe you've mentioned this before is, and I am, I, I've done this so many times. I will, when I was back in school, sit in class, the teacher would give an assignment in class and you're sitting there, you're looking at this worksheet and 
you have no idea what you're supposed to do. Everybody else around you, they're, you know, head down, pencil down, doing what they're supposed to do. And that feeling of panic, you can physically, or I, I could physically feel, it was like my heart sinking down into my stomach, that yep. sweaty, cold, like, oh my goodness, I am I really the only one in the class that doesn't understand what we're supposed to do with this worksheet. Right. And I don't want to ask, what am I supposed to do? I don't want to be the only one in class raising my hand and asking, wait a second, what were the instructions on this? And so you just learn how to kind of just figure it out. You know, you just kind of learn how to figure it out. And sometimes I figured it out and I did okay-ish. Sometimes I didn't, I would just go through and mark stuff, C, B, whatever, whatever it would be. And I would get a zero or a 40% or whatever it may be. So yeah, you, you'll learn it early on. Um, typically with ADHD, you definitely learn um, that you definitely get the thick, the thick skin early on, I think. So you really do. And I firmly believe that all of us have something. I don't want to, maybe I don't want to say special, but like some kind of skills that many others don't quite have. And maybe it takes a while to figure that out. But I try to tell kids, like, for example, Neil, he is our oldest and he does not have to put a lot of time into much at all. It's like he can, he can hear something once, he can watch something once, read something once, and it's like in his head. And which it just feels so unfair. But I mean, that's the way he is. And you know, I remember, I remember a long time ago, there was one kid that did have ADHD and I remember him like making a comment, you know, well, Neil is, Neil is so smart. Like he can, he does this and that, and he can, he doesn't have to like study so hard. He remembers all these things. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, he, he is able to do that. And I said, I know sometimes it doesn't feel fair. But, and he's going to tell you this too, there is something that he doesn't do well in that you are exceptional in. That's something you are really good at. And maybe you haven't found that yet. Maybe you don't know what that is, but I promise you there is something that you are good at, some kind of skill or some, just whatever it may be that maybe he isn't quite as good at. Right. And I think that's okay. That's like what I just, it is okay. It is okay. And I think that's an important message when we're talking about that, about this topic is that we all have our own strengths. We all have our own skills. We all have our own talents. And so it would be a very boring world if we all were the same and we all did the same and, you know, we all excelled and, and succeeded in the same way. And so I think that, you know, it, I think it's it's a beautiful thing to have these differences. And while some people look at, you know, having ADHD and having the resilience piece of that as a superpower, there are some people who consider that, you know, it's not a superpower, that they didn't want to have to go through life, having to have that resiliency to help them through life when they're watching everyone around them be able to kind of, yes, people have struggles, but to do it a little easier, you know, to be able to make it a little easier. 
um, through school or work or whatever it may be. And so I think that's also a, an important thing to say too, is that, you know, we all come with our own strengths and things. And so, and I, I think that there are so many different people in the world that do have ADHD that are brilliant. I mean, there, there's yes. an astronaut, there's, you know, there's professional, you know, athletes, there's actresses, you know, actors, actresses, there's artists, there's so many different people, doctors and lawyers, and you name it. I mean, there's so many people that have ADHD and have been able to really use that resiliency to get them to that point. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's a kind of a, you're kind of look at the both sides of it. There's, you know, the good and not so good side of it. And it, it kind of depends on your headspace, where you are in your own headspace. If you consider it a superpower or if you consider it as something, why did I have to go through this? You know? So, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, and sometimes, like I said, it takes a while to maybe figure out some of the things that you are good at because, you know, another thing I just want to briefly touch on is that we do, we are in a neurotypical world right? and that's what kind of makes it difficult. And that's where, that's where the resilience piece comes in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, back to, um, I, you know, the kid I'm talking about before, it's like, Okay. We, well, everybody has, everybody has a skill. Everybody has, you know, whatever. So why, <clears throat> why just focus on the one with ADHD that is feeling discouraged? And it's because that child that has ADHD is living in a neurotypical world that, you know, so many others are doing, they're acing math and they're writing wonderful papers and they're doing all these things right? while they're just sitting here and they're like, okay, I can't do all of this. I, I'm not doing well. What am I, what am I doing wrong? And am I ever going to make it in life? And right. so, yes, I, I do think it's important to let these kids and I mean, adults as well know that. Yeah. I mean, you live in a neurotypical world and all you can do is your best and right. You, this, you may not have found something that you're good at yet, but you, but you will. And right. I don't know. I just think it's very important because to live in a neurotypical world, it's just, it's hard. It is. It's, it's like, what, what's the saying? Putting a, a square peg in a round hole. Almost. It's like, if you think of it that way, but I think that, you know, just what you said is that we all, you know, we all have something to bring to this world. And I think the main thing to not the main thing, but one, one main thing is to be patient with yourself. And I know that's easier said than done. And there's a lot of things that come with that resilience while some consider it a superpower. There's some imposter syndrome that may come along with it or rejection, sensitive dysphoria that come along with it, yeah. anxiety, stress, depression. We mentioned some of those things in the previous episode. And so, you know, those are some things to, to think about as well, but with all of those not so great things, you do have something to offer this world. And it's so important to surround yourself with people that will help you and, and, and push you not to the point of break, but to, to help push you along and motivate you and, you know, just really cheer you along. And so 
yeah, I just kind of want to close that out on it and a little bit more of a positive note. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, this, it is very difficult and challenging. Um, so ending it on a more positive note is, is a good thing to, to be resilient. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It's very hard, but at the same time, sometimes it can be put into a positive light as well. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, this was an amazing uh, topic to cover with you. And as always, I love having these conversations with you. So thank you so much um, for, you know, just being you. So thank you. Thank you, Tish. As you, you know, as usual, I love these conversations with you. And I think it is so important to discuss a wide range of topics because this is what so many are thinking of and go through on a daily basis. And so just to be able to hear others talking about it the way we do, I think can be really beneficial. So I always appreciate you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, until the next episode. Until the next episode.